0: Welcome to the Global Party Podcast. I'm Jacqueline Best, host and creator of Best Whole New World, where joy, health, peace, love, and wealth are just the natural vibes. I'll be interviewing real people with real stories from all over the world where they share their transformation, their healing from the inside out. Listen and subscribe and get the health vibe. everybody welcome to global party healing on all levels this is june solstice summer winter wherever you are in the world and today in this particular segment we're joined by Melier sims in beautiful new zealand
1: hi it's winter solstice here yes
0: isn't that the great thing but it's still solstice right so -hmm. we're all connected and um you probably remember when you were a kid that you had to put your tooth under the pillow because the tooth fairy would come well you probably wondered what that tooth fairy looked like and
1: here she is but she is the holistic tooth fairy that's right i'm the holistic tooth fairy and i help people heal and prevent tooth decay and gum disease with natural intuitive and self-help strategies
0: natural intuitive and self-help hey that sounds perfect i'm looking so forward to hearing that now before we get started i did ask you for a song that uh inspired
1: you and what song did you pick i picked salisbury hill by peter gabriel and what is it about that song that inspires you it is the most uplifting song that i know and um it's about Awakening and um, uh, like a spiritual awakening and personal growth, and it's so happy and joyful. It's about coming home to yourself. I love it. Okay, we're gonna listen to a little bit of it. Here we go.
0: Climbing up on Hill, I could see the city light. Wind was blowing, time stood still. Eagle flew out of the night. He was something to observe. Came in close, I heard a voice. Standing, stretching every nerve. I had to listen, had no choice. I did not believe the information.
1: And just had to trust the
0: You can listen to the whole song afterwards, because I'll put it in the link below. But it is, it is uh, going to come to take you home. So you're actually going to take us home to the truth about our teeth. Mm
1: That's right.
0: So how did it all happen? How did you get on this journey to realize that there are way better ways to deal with our teeth than what most of the world is doing?
1: Well, unfortunately, it took me a really long time to get on this journey, and I had just terrible teeth for decades. I had my first root canal when I was 17, and then about six years ago, I was staring down the barrel of what would have been my seventh root canal, and finally, I just thought, something's got, got to be another way than just doing what dentists tell me, because what dentists tell me doesn't work. I had been brushing and flossing and trying to eat right and going to the dentist every six months for 30 plus years, and still I was just losing my teeth. And um, and so I went to Dr. Google and I found a book called Cure Tooth Decay. <laughs> Are we talking about Dr. Google, 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 Google. Yeah, <laughs> I looked online and I found this this book called Cure Tooth Decay. Anna, and it made sense to me. And so I started straight away changing the way that I was eating uh-huh. to, um, to support my teeth health. And by the time the book arrived, I was already well into the plan just based on what I could see online. And within two weeks of starting, I had um, turned things around enough that when I went back for my root canal appointment, the dentist said, well, you don't need that root canal anymore. Wow and I've never had that root canal. And in fact, I haven't had any fillings or any dental work since then, okay. which is a record for me, six years with no dental work. Yeah.
0: That is phenomenal, it, it It's nothing in the drinking water in New Zealand,
1: no. <laughs> well. It's not actually that much to do with drinking water. So so I started with this uh, Cure Tooth Decay book and changing the diet. And then over the years since then, I've kept researching and exploring and experimenting on myself and on anyone that would let me boss them around. And um, I've learned that there's a lot more to holistic oral health than just diet. Though like Diet is really central. Um, and that uh, everyone's got a different set of, influences on what's making their teeth be unhealthy, if they've got unhealthy teeth. And so we, we need to have a kind of flexible approach. We need to pay attention to what our teeth and our bodies are telling us that they need and respond appropriately. Um, and so that's what I do in my coaching practice, is it's figure out what's the particular set of strategies that each individual needs, because it's a little bit different for everybody
0: okay so now
1: it it
0: makes sense that it's different for everybody because even in a family everybody's teeth are different like i remember my older brother he was the orthodontist and at one point i wanted to be an orthodontist because because he had kissing goldfish in his waiting room (laughs) And, and, I, and I, knew, I knew my parents were, would, I could hear them complain about how much money they were spending on the team. right? And I was like, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and, and then I, um, I remember them saying that he ate too many raisins. And that was what the, they were saying, it was the raisins and they were sitting in his teeth at school and he wasn't brushing and, and I was always brushing. Right? Uh, my, my younger brother and I, we were always brushing and um, after every meal, we never had a cavity. Mm-hmm. He was always there. And it wasn't until I got to high school where I decided, no, I don't really want to put my fingers in people's mouths. I'll find another way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so it's it's very much, I can see just from my family experience, we ate the same food. Mm-hmm. You know, We, he brushed his teeth too, but for some reason his teeth, were totally different than our teeth so how do you like be you you know when we go to a dentist we're all used to just opening our mouth and saying here and they go here's your bite here's it so is is each tooth representative of something or are you really using the mouth as the sort of the
1: window to the whole body well both all of the above so there's just so many layers to this so yes our teeth Uh, each individual tooth is sitting on a different meridian. So um, different teeth are connected to different parts of the body. So um, if you've got a problem, a kind of chronic problem in one particular tooth, it's very likely that somewhere else on that meridian in your body, um, there'll be issues as well. And so anything you do that tooth is going to affect those other body parts that are connected um, and anything that goes on with, the other body part's gonna affect that too. So there's there's that level. Then there's that. Okay, hold on just a sec before you go to the next level. Tell yeah. people what a meridian is in case they oh. don't know. Right? So a meridian is like a um, a flow of energy in the body. So um yeah, it's sort of almost like an electrical impulse but not even that tangible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's that part, the teeth all connect yeah. to every part of the body in yeah. the meridians, yes. Yeah. And then uh, different teeth also um, are associated with different kind of uh, emotional or social patterns of behavior and feelings and responses to the outside world or to inner impulses. So different teeth will represent certain kind of emotional blocks or challenges that we face in life too. So they tell us about our emotions or our emotions can tell us about our teeth. Um, Then there's the... The fact that our teeth are uh, they are the nearest thing to our bones that we can see. So most of our bones, or all of our bones, are underneath our skin. Right. But our teeth are very similar to our bones, and they're not underneath our skin. All we have to do is open up our mouth and see them. So what's going on in our teeth tells us a lot about what's going on in our skeleton, the rest of our body. Huh.
0: Yeah. Now, I find that very interesting because so you can like what I kind of go with so many people think of their skeleton and nowadays there's such a conversation you know about osteoporosis as you get older so can you then look at someone's teeth and say you have a at the moment the path you're going down could could lead you in that direction
1: yeah that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So particularly um, actually in the gum, the bone, the jawbone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that if you're getting bone loss, that's a real sign that you're vulnerable to osteoporosis. That there's likely to be osteoporosis happening elsewhere in the body, but it's not so noticeable. But the jawbone is gonna show you. Yeah. And weakness in the teeth indicates weakness in the bones, often. Yeah.
0: So like you know if you're going to a naturopath for instance right you go and you fill out your whole little case history is that basically like if I was to come to you first off are, are we gonna just have a conversation or do you have like a form to fill out for me to say oh this was my you know my third root Canal this is what happened
1: or do I have to send you a picture of my teeth no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to fill in a little bit of a form. I'm not getting a, a huge amount of history before people come, but I like to have the, the right. big picture. Um, and uh, if people want to send me their teeth, that's, that can be helpful. But I'm not a dentist. I'm not trained in dentistry or in health. Right. So I'm self-taught. I'm a lay person. And so um, the way that I work is actually quite intuitive. Mm-hmm. And I draw on all my research and, and what I've learned, but I kind of apply that in a very intuitive way in my connections with people in my conversations
0: well you're kind of like dr google right we go to google to get these answers and really google just from my from my perspective is just a physical representation of how easy it is for there to be ask and receive so you are aware on an intuitive, you know, interconnected internet way on the spiritual side or the, you know, the cosmic side, which people need to understand is the real energy of the world, right? And yes. hence you're picking up on things that we do know that they start here energetically before they show up physically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Correct? Yeah,
1: yeah, very often.
0: So it's like looking at the teeth and having an idea of what could happen. It's like being able to understand what the patterns are from the past. Yes. Right. So what was the big thing for you? Yes, you didn't get the seventh root canal, but what would you like to share about what did you uncover? Why were you having so many? Why'd you have six?
1: Yeah. So for me, um, I had a real lifelong pattern of, instability and rootlessness, and each one of those root canals was associated with a period of not having a home. Whether I was traveling or I was homeless or I was really unstable in my foundations, and every time that happened, I would lose basically lose a tooth, you know, not physically lose it out of my mouth, but it would die. And um, yes, yeah, it's, it's that rootedness in place that I lacked, that my teeth needed. So, about six years ago, around the same time, I finally made a commitment to staying in one house, staying in one job, and putting down my roots and like figuring out the, the emotional challenges that for me came with being stable. Yeah, not running away from my uncomfortable feelings, essentially. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, that makes. I mean, it makes logical sense when you say it that way, right? And and I mean, did you like plants before? Because I'm noticing there's some in the background because they have <laughs> they have roots. Or or have you have you learned to like plants since you started playing? You know that foundation.
1: I always liked plants, but I never had house plants, and I was never anywhere long enough to make a garden. But I moved to this house, and I I made a garden and I started collecting houseplants so yeah you're right I hadn't made that connection but you're quite right (laughs) that has been part of it too yeah well I like I
0: mean um I I've done I spent years doing feng shui too so the house is about your consciousness so it's it's I usually find that people have a lot of cases what they have what they need so it's just moving it around so is that what is the biggest sort of aha you've had as you've started working with people
1: the biggest aha I've had was—it's um, uh, hard to talk about because it, it's so—it's it's been such a break from the kind of person I was before. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was a pretty skeptical, pretty, pretty skeptical about things like energy and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know past lives and things like that. But um, doing this work has is thrown me right in the deep end and um, particularly uh, in relation to working with the teeth of very young children, mm-hmm. I've had to step up and and allow myself to be a vessel for um, interpreting uh, teeth karma from ancestors and past lives um, because the, my belief or my understanding is that um, particularly with the very young children with very bad teeth, when there's no physical reason for it, it's inherited either through the genetic line or in some energetic way from the past. Yeah. Embodied in their teeth. That was that blew my mind and it, it was it's been quite a challenge to incorporate that into my worldview and take that on into my practice. But uh, yeah. that, to me
0: that, that's the type of stuff I love okay but but I'm like way there so let's just because for those that are like what
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> let's let's go back let's go back and tell them yeah. what would you have said to, the, to you okay like you are listening to you six years ago what yeah, would yeah. you have said when when you just spoke about oh karma and kids and what would what have, what would your reaction been back then six seven years ago?
1: I would have been polite, and I would have been rolling my eyes, <laughs> <laughs> and I would have left the room and gone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but that's part of the journey, isn't it? As yeah. we start to explore things that we're led to, and everybody here at the Global Party has some awakening, some story that they're led to, because this is their point and their perspective to share, is you start to discover more and more and more. Like it's it's like never ending, right? Like you just keep peeling these layers mm-hmm. as you see people.
1: Yeah, that's
0: right. And, and so with a child, right, because you think, so many people think a child is just like just comes into life and there's nothing that comes with them.
1: No. But children are born with teeth buds so we when we're born we have the buds like tiny little seeds in our gums of our baby teeth, our mm-hmm. adult teeth, including okay. our wisdom teeth. So the teeth that we're going to acquire that will grow over the next 20 years are already in our gums. And um, those teeth, the DNA of those teeth, the cells of those teeth, hold so much information and direction for how those teeth will respond to the environmental circumstances that that baby grows up with. So, um, what what happened was, when I started looking at... Um, Uh, children's teeth. And this wasn't an area that I particularly was drawn to working. My daughter's grown up now, you know, I don't have little kids in my life, but, you know, researching online, you can't help but see that there are thousands and thousands of parents around the world who are terrified and panicked because their their baby's teeth are coming in rotten. They're emerging from the gums and starting to decay straight away. Now, these are children who are, Um, conceived and gestated and born and breastfed and weaned on impeccable teeth nourishing diets, the kind of diets I recommend to adults for healing our teeth. There's no dietary reason why these babies' teeth should be so Mm -hmm. bad. And I just couldn't make sense of it for a long time. And it was only by doing the spiritual work that this led me to that it could make sense, and and, um, and I got this understanding that it's not their own trauma, it's not this life's experience causing these problems in the, in the teeth for these very young children.
0: Well, l- let me ask you this, so, because the first teeth that come through, right, the babies all loose, mm-hmm. so is it possible that these children are, in a sense, they're knowingly releasing past shit for like right so it's coming out in their teeth and it's like a physical representation for everyone to see right this is the crap and it's gonna come and it's gonna fall out
1: and my teeth the next set of teeth can come in good is that a possibility it's a possible it seems to be and i haven't had enough time to kind of test this with mm-hmm. the program that i'm working with but it seems like if uh, we can support these young children to um, heal on an emotional as well as physical level with these rotten baby teeth, then that the adult teeth should be able to come in healthy. Yeah.
0: Okay, we can talk about some of this afterwards because I've got some other ideas that I just think people are just going to think are just way too out there at this <laughs>
1: moment. This is out there enough. <laughs>
0: Okay, okay, okay. Let's just talk about it. If everything's all energy, see, because I, I feel like the kids nowadays are super, super sensitive. We might think we're sensitive to receiving, right? The, you know, people want to call it channeling or however you want to call it, but we're receiving this information, right? And I believe that the younger generation is so super sensitive. It's like why they can multitask, right? They just or messages come in ding 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 and that's how it is that they in a sense are already aware that they're also needing to release so there's like this this huge clearing going on in the planet from my perspective it's just we're going from caterpillar to butterfly and in the process the caterpillar is getting eaten up but it sure looks like in some cases that things are getting worse Right. So the teeth are coming out rotten. People think, Oh, but it's just like, that's good. Cause that's all the, you know, <laughs> that's all the stuff getting out. Right. Because usually, you know, like a detox, mm. so many you know, I raised my kids all holistically. They're 23 and 18. So they, you know, they've, no, they've, I don't think, they've never had a cavity. I think Destiny might've had one when she was like really little. Um, but other than that, they've, you know, barely gone to the dentist, but I don't do anything traditional, right? So I just think you're onto this, like, gold mine of transformation for families.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah.
0: So people all around the world can contact you, right?
1: Yes. And what's the best way to do that? So my website is holistictoothfairy.com. Mm-hmm you can find me on Facebook, Holistic Tooth Fairy. (laughs) All the social medias, yeah. So um, yeah, and then uh, if you're, so I have lots of information on my website, blog posts and so on about the ways that I work. So um, as well as these metaphysical healing approaches that you and I have been talking about and the nutritional approach that really is a fundamental underlying um, issue, uh, also work on relaxing the jaw. It's really fundamental too healing teeth, and um, and of course, oral hygiene, and just optimizing that beyond kind of the basic um, brushing that we're taught. So what would be the three
0: foods that you would say that people need to change in their diet or add to their diet for a better diet if it was just, you know, three shifts they need to do?
1: Okay. Today, this will come as a huge shock to everyone watching, I'm sure. <laughs> More sugar? We get to eat more sugar. <laughs> no, you should eat uh, um, fresh, living, whole, real food. Organic, if possible. Fresh, living. So, like, sprouts? Well, as close to being alive. So, so um, if you're eating plant food that hasn't been stored for a long time, that it's in season, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know if you're eating animal foods that it's as fresh as possible and it's had a good life and a good death and um, uh, that we need to um, yeah just step away from all those processed food all the white powders basically are good so the flowers and um, and other any kind of grains um, the sugar of course um, and um, protein powders are the bane of my life. They're just so bad for your teeth. Yeah. Protein, all those, all those shakes that people drink. Oh, they're so bad for your teeth. Okay, do <laughs> do tell me. I drink them all the time. <laughs> so if your teeth are vulnerable, uh-huh. that would be like a really good thing to stop and see if your teeth feel better. Like if your teeth are fine, then you're re- you're resilient. Go ahead, do what you, do what you like. <laughs> Yeah. But if your teeth aren't healthy and you're using a lot of protein powders, mm-hmm. that would be a thing to, to take away and see if you can notice a difference and improvement.
0: Yeah. So now I, I can I, – I'll go back. So I got two issues there if I think about it. now. I'm like, I didn't think I had any issues because I had to But I do remember when I now – I think I was – must have been two and a half and I fell on these cement steps and so is it this tooth I think it's this tooth so that baby tooth got um it sort of jumped up to my other tooth anyways then the adult tooth had half the enamel off it Mm. when it came in okay and so that has a cap see I totally forgotten all about that see now you're So now I'm like an eye tooth. Hmm. Okay. So there. Now, what does that tell you? So um, a Sorry. lateral
1: incisor. Let me just look at my chart.
0: Because it was little, and then so some. I remember because it was like I went through my whole life having this like half half enamel. Is it on the right or the left? Uh, dun 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 dun. dun,
1: dun. <laughs> See, <I'm laughs> like which? Which is it? Everybody's like okay. It's, Is that your right or left hand that you're touching? Yeah, I know, I'm turning. Um, so this is it's my left side. Okay. So the the left side, the left lateral incisor relates to the mother archetype. So were there issues with your mother when you were two and a half?
0: Well, yeah, she was always there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um did I already, I wonder at two and a half, did I already decide that I didn't want to be, a, like I didn't, uh, she had no power? Yeah. But
1: yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, opposition to mother, like struggles with the mother, power power dynamics and things like that. No, you can be playing out with
0: that too. Yeah. That'd be, because I did, and it's funny because I just finished doing a whole big clearing the other day about this whole powerlessness issue on a bigger I felt like I tapped into the whole world's powerlessness um but so I made that connection so here I go I was a kid because I never my mom and I were fabulously we got along right but I always had this mindset that she had no power Mm. and that was my archetype of a mom when you become a mom and so when I stepped into being a mom I sort of stepped into that world too of thinking you know career woman disappeared and mom changed and had to be, you know, totally different. Yeah. And uh I had to, you know, sort of unwind all those things. So Huh, see everybody, look how good this works. <laughs> and and then the other see, now when you talk about jaw, I have always had an I have a underbite. Yeah. And so I know people were saying, when I was at university, my, my friends were going, in oh, dentistry. They're like, it's okay. We'll just like crack your jaw open and shove." And I was like, why would we do that? And um, I'm like, mm, no. So,
1: so there's a lot we can do just with relaxing the jaw with massage and exercises to ease alignment and let the body naturally align the jaw the more
0: where it wants to be once you release the tension yeah well I don't I'll have to go feels pretty but yes okay so these are things that we're all learning how to do It's like now everybody like is gonna go off after this show and they're gonna be checking yeah. their teeth in yeah. here Yeah. right because
1: yeah. I don't think I've ever met anyone that didn't have tension in their jaw unless they've been working on releasing the tension like we all have more than we think
0: so is that where you feel it's sensitive or how like I know I've had that before Meridian am points so how do you know you've got
1: tension it's just when you when you've spent a week or so relaxing the jaw and then you notice the difference <laughs> it feels normal we all have so much tension so constantly we have no idea what it feels like to have a relaxed jaw huh. yeah.
0: okay So you're going to teach us how to relax the jaw. How does that like a three-part, six-part, you know, three-month series? How long does it
1: take to learn how to relax the jaw? (laughs) It takes uh, a few minutes, but you then have to do it every day.
0: Is it something you wanted to give us a peek at now?
1: Sure, I'll teach you a little jaw relaxation exercise. So this is a facial yoga. Uh, exercise and you just open your mouth really wide and say, wow, wow, (laughs) everything's stretched, some people will go pop and crack, wow, Wow. you do that about 10 or 15 times in a row, every day for a week, and then tell me whether your jaw is relaxed. (laughs) You know what,
0: (laughs) I will, I'll do it, but I do so much talking and I do do a lot of those, (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I can. I'm sure I can do more of that. I'm gonna see because I can. I can feel the extra stretch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's it's like yawning.
1: It's like a really big yawn.
0: Yeah. It's it's kind of like you kind can, can stretch a. You know, you can lean over and touch your toes, and then you can like really hold that space, like in yoga, right? So it's like you can yawn, or you can like
1: oh, yeah. stretch it further. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 10 to 15 times. A day, yeah. A day. The best time of day to do it is just before you go to bed.
0: Before you go to bed. Mm. Okay. And then, am I supposed to like notice, like, if I have, so if I'm doing it before I go to bed, am I supposed to be aware of my sleeping or my dreams or anything like that?
1: Um, no, you don't have to do anything in particular. I think you will notice what you will notice. Yeah.
0: isn't that right (laughs) we we notice what we notice that is a tweetable (laughs) (laughs) um okay so now what would be the last great bit of information because there's so much here just think of how many visits each of you have gone to the dentist in your lifetime Mm -hmm. how much money you've spent Mm -hmm. and how you're still feeling like only the dentist can help you fix something, but it's never really healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how would you like to guide this 5 billion people on the planet that all need help with their teeth?
1: Well, my um, mission for the 5 billion people on the planet is that I want you all to know that you have the ability to heal your own teeth and to prevent tooth decay and gum disease through your actions and you don't have to give up your power to a dentist or um, cower in fear of the dentist not doing anything and you know panicking about your teeth crumbling away. you have It's so easy. It's not hard. It's not expensive. It's not particularly time consuming. It's just information that's not widely available. And I've made it my mission to try and bring that information into the mainstream.
0: And lucky for us that we get to be a part of this because it wasn't like I could open up my phone directory and find Melier's here. And, but this is the great thing about Google, Dr. Google. Yes. And this internet is that we're all connected in this great, beautiful earth and we can reach out and connect and get the best holistic tooth advice from the
1: holistic tooth fairy. Thank you so much for being with us. You're so welcome. Thanks for letting me join your (laughs) patty. We'll see you again. Okay. Bye-bye.